Welcome to Engagement Matters, the podcast for business professionals who want to effectively engage with stakeholders and increase the productivity of their teams. Brought to you by JHW Corporate Training. For more resources and to subscribe to the show, visit jhw.com.au. Oh, what some power the gift he gives. To see ourselves as others see us. And what fremonia blunder frees. That was an interesting recording, John. Was that English? It's actually uh, Scottish English. Uh, uh, it's Robbie Burns from the 18th century. Oh, can you translate what he said? Uh, yeah, basically it means, uh, oh, what a power that God could give us if we could see ourselves as others see us. It would prevent me from making a whole number of blunders. If I can see what's going wrong, I can fix it. And that, coincidentally, sums up really nicely what we're going to talk about today, which is feedback. John, can you kick us off by telling us why is feedback important? Feedback is important for two reasons. Good use of constructive feedback can help workplace productivity by helping people understand how to improve. Individual and workplace morale can be improved by positive feedback. Okay, so what I'm hearing there is that the two reasons why feedback is important is because it helps workplace productivity and it improves workplace morale. Is that correct? Correct, yes. Okay, so those would be the benefits of positive feedback. And constructive feedback. And constructive feedback. Okay, I'm also thinking maybe, well, most likely there will be a fair bit of negative feedback, such as criticism in the workplace. Can you you explain explain that? Yeah, yeah. Negative feedback or criticism, uh, I find quite unhelpful. It's actually the reverse side of constructive feedback. So whereas constructive feedback looks at what we can improve and do better, criticism or negative feedback looks at what went wrong and focuses on the downside. People rarely respond positively to negative feedback. So I don't think there's a place for it. I don't think it has a useful um, purpose in the workplace at all. And the more we can cut it out, the better. Let's turn negative feedback into a constructive feedback by saying, by focusing on how to improve rather than focusing on what went wrong. Mm. And that's what we'll be sharing with the listeners how to do in this episode, how how to give great feedback. But before we get to that, where do you see these different types of feedback in the work environment? Well, it's interesting. Um, we do a lot of work with not-for-profits as well as with the corporates. Uh, what we found, interestingly, is that um, the corporates are very good at constructive feedback. There's a big focus on making sure everybody keeps improving. Uh, sometimes that creeps into negative feedback or criticism, and that's not all that helpful. But to balance too far in one direction is also not that helpful. So in another situation, we found that not-for-profits tend to attract different types of people. And there seems to be an awful lot of very positive feedback going on in not-for-profits. So everybody's celebrating even small successes of their colleagues and everybody's uh, uplifted and feeling good about it. It's all warm, fuzzy. Great job. That was awesome. High fives. Let's eat cake. And that's important. And that's important. But 
I've been told by not-for-profits that because we don't do, we, we're balanced too far to the positive feedback and not enough constructive, it's a great atmosphere around here. But we're not really learning from our mistakes and we're not really improving as rapidly as we should. In the corporate sector, I get feedback about, oh, there's plenty of focus on incremental improvement, but boy, morale is rock bottom around here. Because <laughs> it's all results, 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 and not exactly. so much about the people and the relationships. Also, non-for-profits, it's all about warm fuzzy and we all love each other, but then their productivity may not be where it should Could be. be. <laughs> so it's about a balance. And, and uh, I think, um, you know, every workplace, it's every employee's responsibility to worry about morale in the workplace and one of the quickest ways of boosting the morale of individuals and hence eventually the entire workplace is by acknowledging good work when people have done it Um, and that might be public for some people other people don't like public acknowledgement so one-on-one might be a far better way of doing it but just acknowledging that people have done a good job now and then I mean, I'm guessing that the last time you got a compliment, you were walking on air for the next few hours, few days, perhaps. <laughs> well, I'm sitting here. I'm actually, you can't see me if you're listening, but I'm I'm actually floating above the ground because John just complimented me before on my interview abilities. <laughs> sure. uh, and and it's true that, um, you know, when we get a good, genuine, heartfelt compliment, when somebody's truly appreciated what we've done, it is a, um, a reconfirmation that I'm doing a good job and it is morale boosting. And when our morale is uplifted, we might feel inclined to give somebody else a bit of a pump up as well when they've done a good job and that can help boost the morale of them. So let's think about uh, perhaps a bit more positive feedback around the corporate environment and um, perhaps in uh, the not-for-profits, maybe let's think about how, how we mm. can get uh, some improvement. But um, avoiding criticism. Because mm. no that doesn't help anyone, does it? All right, so so let's talk about how we actually become really effective at giving good feedback. Let's, let's firstly talk about giving feedback. How can someone go about doing this? Because I know that as Australians we can often be sort of held back a little bit by giving feedback, I find, especially when it's positive feedback. Yeah. Because the, the tall poppy syndrome thing is rife and I've heard people openly say, I don't want to tell them how good they are because they might get a big head. Yeah. We don't get want them to get too – we don't want to get the, get the, have them get too big for their boots. So they actually don't give them positive feedback. Yeah. So share with us how we can actually get better at it. Okay. Just a few hints and tips and mo- most of our listeners would already know some of this, but it's always worth bringing it back to mind, bringing it front of consciousness um, – front of consciousness. First thing is focus on behavior, not on the individual. We're talking about what the person has done, not who they are. Um, So let's focus on the behavior and where the behavior was good. Let's tell them that that really worked well and tell them why that, what, what outcome that contributed to. Because you got off to a good start there, that meant the whole of the rest of it flowed really well. Or because you did this bit well, that resulted in this. So when we're giving positive feedback or when we're giving constructive feedback, if we could have done this a little bit better, then we might have got that outcome more clearly. So let's say, for example, we're giving a colleague some feedback on how they ran a facilitation session. What would be an example of 
constructive feedback where you focus on the behavior and not the person. Okay. So we might, for instance, take um, the ground rules. The ground rules and your intent were clearly good. Let's switch off our phones. Let's use this structure and here's the timing. That was all good, but you didn't gain our agreement to that. And I felt you were imposing that. That put me offside for the rest of the workshop and therefore you didn't get quite such good results. So I might focus on saying it was a good workshop and your intent was really good. The content was certainly good, but we might have got a better result had we taken the trouble to agree those ground rules with all of the participants rather than just impose them. Mm. So you focus on this could have been better through doing this. So you're not exactly. saying it was bad. Nope. You're saying it was well done. It could have been better if this was done. Yes. What's an example of attacking the person rather than the behavior? Well, uh, it's taking that same point, giving it in a negative way. We might have said, well, you stuffed that up because <laughs> you didn't gain the agreement of the people up front. So they switched off. Yeah. It's your fault. Yeah. You, you, you did something yeah. that didn't work. Yeah. Excellent. During you know, the feedback, we've got to remember that this is a dialogue. We don't want this to be, uh, I'm telling you, this is your feedback. We want to turn this into a dialogue. So sometimes it's worth getting them to give a self-assessment. How did you th feel it went? And often they'll know what they could have done better and highlight that. And they might be confident enough to say, I think this bit went well. So you're now in a dialogue where you can add to their thoughts um, to make it more of a dialogue, you might also want to give them the opportunity to give you some feedback. And, you know, why not? We're all trying to um, find any improvement wherever it might come from. So that would be a fair, fair dialogue to have. Have you got any suggestions for me? I think it needs to be done in appropriate circumstances. Think about the person you're talking to and how is the best environment for them. Often, we probably want to do it one-to-one -one in a quiet place at a time that's appropriate. The, the best time to do it is as soon after the incident as possible because then it's most fresh in the mind. For certain extrovert type people, no harm in giving them some positive feedback in front of a crowd. They love to lap it up. But for more introverted type people, that might be a really confronting and um, embarrassing situation. So you might want to think about how you do might do that one on one. Mm. What about asking to give feedback? Do you is that something that you recommend doing? Saying, do you mind if I give you some feedback on that if it's been if it hasn't been asked for? Uh, I think it's a good idea. Uh, I think it's a, a good way of introducing the concept. Having said that, once you've asked the question, it's clear that you have something to say. So even if they say no, there's a, there's now a, an elephant in the room. <laughs> so um, I normally, I think, probably um, make it more of a statement that says, you know, I've got some suggestions for you. Uh, are, are you happy for – I've just turned it into a question, haven't I? I've found that every time I've said to someone, do you mind if I give you some feedback, they always say yes. Yeah. They always say yes. and I. But I feel like it's a bit more polite to do it that way instead of saying you would have done better if you did this. If you sort of launch straight into yeah. it, it can be a little confronting for people. But so, I think if you prep them and say, do you mind if I give you some feedback? Or I have some feedback for you. Is now a good time? 
you know, you could do it that way, I suppose. Well, yeah, I, I was going to say, if you, I mean, you're talking about a transitionary tactic, if you like, and it's good to have a, a smooth transition into it. Uh, you just got to be aware that if you are going to ask it as a question, um, you've got to be prepared that they might actually say no. And what are the consequences? How are you going to handle that yourself? Because clearly there is an elephant in the room. But I liked what you did when you said, when would be a good time for me to give it? Because now you're making the question about a timing issue, not whether, whether or, or not, not yeah. you're going to give the feedback. So that's a, probably a, a, an easier question to, to ask and get the, the right response to. Let's talk about receiving feedback. Sure. Are people generally good or bad at receiving feedback? Um, it varies. Uh, and it varies whether it's it's constructive or, or uh, positive feedback. I think it's fair to say that most people receive positive feedback uh, more readily than constructive feedback. I think as a receiver, what I would urge the listeners to think about is that there is no upside for the deliverer of feedback. They're taking time out and the only person that's really going to benefit from this is you. So this is a gift. Receive it as such. You may not necessarily agree with what they're saying, even after you've challenged them and and asked them to explain further. You may feel that you don't want to take on their feedback and that's your entitlement. But at least have the courtesy to listen through to them what their suggestion is. Because there's no upside for them in providing feedback and they are taking a risk. There is always a, a concern for the feedback giver that if the other person takes this the wrong way, I might damage the relationship and I don't want to do that. So I think feedback is intended to be a gift from an altruistic viewpoint mm. that I'm not looking to get anything back for this. So at least let's give them the respect and courtesy to listen to it through. Because a lot of people won't even give you feedback no. unless you ask for it. Exactly. They might sit there and go, that was a great session or oh, that could have been better, but then they'll just leave the room and not say anything. Yeah, exactly. What I'd like to leave you with is a, is a thought of a technique that we have used uh, frequently in the past and it works really well. We call it the KISS technique. K-I-S-S stands for keep doing, increase doing, stop doing, start doing. Oh, so it's not keep it simple, stupid. <laughs> not that one. Different one. Different kiss. So the idea of it is to think about the suggestions I want to make for you. What things did you do that worked well and you should keep doing? Let me tell you what those things are. What things worked well and you could do more of? Because that would be even better. So that's the increase doing. What things are you doing that's detracting from your performance. So those are the things you might stop doing. What are the things that you're not doing that would be useful to add to your repertoire? Start doing. The thing I like about this technique is that each of the phrases finishes with the word doing, Mm. which means it forces you to think about the behavior, not the personality. So keep doing, increase doing, Stop doing, start doing. As opposed to be, like be this yes. or stop being this. Yes. Yeah, you're, you're doing it instead. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I like that much better than the compliment sandwich. Oh, yeah. Which is a little bit Well, it's contrived. Yeah. 
contrived and, and old-fashioned. Yeah. <laughs> um, I know that when I receive constructive feedback, the first impulse is to explain why I did it that way. Like to even if I'm like just to get defensive like that. And something that I've learned from you in your engagement skills workshop is to take it on board and say, thank you. And you don't, and that's it. You need to say thank you. And you can say something like, thank you. I'll consider that for the next time I do blah, blah, blah. I'll take that on board. I appreciate you sharing that with me. Yeah. But it's so, it's really difficult because the, the first, the first reaction is, oh, but, oh, but this, oh, but I was doing it because of the, oh, because of this. So, you know, I challenge anyone listening to do that next time they receive a compliment or constructive feedback to just say thank you. Yeah. I think um, sometimes you might want to get into a broader discussion. So without being defensive, you know, a response might be, well, thank you for that. Uh, I like to think of that. That's a, that's, um, a really useful suggestion. And then having thought about it, you see, I did it this way because I was trying to achieve X, Y, and Z. How can I incorporate what you've suggested and still achieve mm. that? So it's not being defensive. It's it's still focused on that constructive thing. How can we improve? I like that. That's really good. Okay. So in summary, positive feedback, constructive feedback, focus on behavior. It's all good for the workplace. Avoid the criticism bit. And feedback can be a really useful tool, both for the giver and the receiver. Excellent. Thanks so much, John. Can I say that you've done a really, really good job with, <laughs> with, this, with the podcasting so far? Thank you very much. <laughs> maybe I'll, maybe I'll, I'll have a think about what you can keep doing and increase doing, start doing and, and stop doing. I'd, I'd appreciate that. Do you want Thanks, me to share Christine. that with you in, in, in private or over the podcast? I think we'll do that in private first. <laughs> Excellent. Check out the show notes at jhw.com.au slash feedback. John has a video, a really brief video that he's created, um, which I think you should definitely watch about feedback. That is a brief summary of everything we've spoken about here. You can send that on to whoever you think will also benefit from this or who you, you think maybe should start to give some more constructive feedback. Again, that's jhw.com.au slash feedback. Alrighty, that's all from us this week. My name's Christina Cantors and this has been Engagement Matters. Thank you, John. Thanks, Christina. Thank you for listening to Engagement Matters, the podcast brought to you by JHW Corporate Training. To download free resources or to join one of our public engagement skills workshops, visit jhw.com.au.